Negative liberty is a concept that is often used in political philosophy. It is the idea that freedom means being able to do what you want without any external obstacles. This concept has been criticized for being too simplistic and fascistic and not taking into account the importance of individual self-realization. Positive liberty is the ability to fulfill one's purposes. If you are looking for trouble, enshrine an ancient book written by patriarchs, insist it is infallible, that we must protect and obey, claim everyone else is inferior because their book of laws is not written down. It is not inchangeable and flexible like ours. Everyone else is stupid because their laws are based on common sense and the eternal law of change. Then claim a separation of church and state. What is the evidence? Well, it is commanded in the book. Then say, gosh, why are we at the mercy of serious religious fanatics? You came to the right place. The nightmare could have been foreseen, but that I was blinded by delusions. It is true, it could happen anywhere, but it did happen here. And a man of great clout says, well, it is about our history and traditions which I suppose is, I suppose, what all cultures are based on, though they might feel good and smell like apple pie, it is almost always never good. I haven't lived in China, but I have known some Chinese people, and these people take their nationalism with a grain of salt. It was largely thrust upon them, perhaps not arrived at, by an invading culture desperate to invent themselves as something new and unique for a desperate need for a fantasy as identity. The problem here is so adolescent. An old man, an elder, can say that we remain bound with pride to a history and a list of traditions so abject in historical and traditional reality with such pride and rosy-cheeked assurance, interpret our book of laws through a prism so subjective, invented by advertising agencies, a strenuous myth of an innocent past, a virgin birth, and an unimpeachable in-between then and now, then so steadily and desperately pump a fearful, credible, and incredibly incurious population with delusions of supremacy. The absolute definition of supremacy is incurious. For make no mistake, exceptionalism is a long word for hubris. And we do all this with nary a blush, accusing anyone who snickers or demurs of propagandizing. In this, we are, in fact, exceptional. But why? What's missing? What great emptiness is there to be filled with such junk food, such sad fantasy? Why is it there? The poor immigrant who eats but is not satisfied, who cries with every breath. Maybe it is as simple as we do not belong here, that we must impose ourselves like we have always done everywhere, like concrete pretending to be stone, like artificial black hills, our grotesque Rushmore mimicking Mesopotamia or Egypt before the Greeks passed cool water on them. Maybe, perhaps, the other great migrations in history happened too long ago when the peoples one encountered and conquered had a chance in the fight. 
when our invasions were acknowledged as greedy and the genocide was hard to accomplish, when Caesar annihilated the Gauls, he didn't claim he did it in the name of goodness. He came, he saw, he conquered. Not admirable, but honest. Rome was filled with fear too, of her slaves within and the Goths without. As afraid as we were of Vietnam or our own slaves. But it seems it was understood by Romans to be the price of doing the business they did, like the business we do, enslaving and invading. And now we are the new Rome, coming very close to justifying our depredations as the acts of superior beings operating in a barbarous world. History doesn't repeat itself because it doesn't exist. Mike Pompeo is eternal. He has been in every battle camp since we started organizing our murder campaigns, selling the same stories to the fearful, joyless, and weak-minded with God on our side. Talking about freedom is thick and thorny, obviously, but it is useful to me to think that just some of us are capable of being free. It is a learnable skill. We all have the talent. It's not a Harvard Business School of Freedom. Many of us are not capable or rather will not do the time. So we opt for definitions that have more to do with being allowed by some entity that might not otherwise allow it to be as stupid and as crippled by unresolved stuff as we want to be. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery, the great man sang. Or, or be allowed to stay stuck in mental slavery and call it freedom. A gambler demands to be free to gamble, or a control freak wants to be free to order his wife and children around. This is so much the Christian tradition, it screams at you. We have the ultimate control freak in command. Or, demand, or we demand that others do it as proxies. We kind of then become slaves to our freedoms. I'm entirely free of the fear that someone else or some other group means me harm. This is, to be sure, a privilege of being a white man who doesn't imagine people of color or other others are out to get me. I am free of that. If I had any of those various fears, I might clamor to be free to own a firearm because I would be enslaved by that fear. There is no part of my place that is courageous. It is, a, it is a choice, but it is not a brave one. A woman who, on the evidence, has every reason to be afraid to walk freely at night might also know that she will not be free of her fear if she walks the street with a gun. I don't know if Bruce Lee felt free. I did a bit of kung fu, etc. as a kid, and I did most certainly feel free from fear. Maybe it's an actor thing, but this extraordinary idea that somebody should succumb to the notion of owning a firearm to liberate her from fear, it just compounds the fear. It is a surrender to fear. Fear thy God. Maybe it's an actor thing, like Elvis, the new movie, just nails this overcoming. There it was, this child in fear with his response to it flowing through him, the music, to be free of the fear. Then that's all right, Mama, and he was free of it, and so were we all. 
if he didn't scare us, and we know he did, some of us, and they're still there, terrified their poor flowery blood might be mixed with the hot source of the other. It is clear every day and all around us that only the pasty, the weak of heart, create an idea of essential superiority, craving what they so clearly have not. And then there is, as with Elvis, that the all-out effort to instill fear in the man who had just now freed himself of it. This is what we call religion. On this we insist, abolishing one form and insisting on the next. And then he's saying, if you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place. Because that is what happens when you try to scare somebody who has beat the fear that you can't. Great movie, by the way. And I have noticed more and more over the years that what replaces this fear, this great capacity we have, once one is free of it, is marvelous. I have known many people with much less privilege than I emancipate themselves from mental slavery. And I've known people with much more privilege than I who have not. <laughs> have not even recognized it as a value. And perhaps the biggest democratic mechanism is to be provided the platform to speak that speech, to articulate that demand, to be free in the FDR way of fear. Where does that go? It is not easy here in the US of A. We run on fear. We are all foreigners afraid of the dark forest and capable of living on the earth, demanding to be shown how then murdering the shower, incapable of growing the crop that makes us rich and justifying our book by our book enslaving the people who make us rich. There is no other way to appear high-minded, appear to weave them to weave a myth of greatness into a terrible tradition. We compete to prove we are worthy of a place at the table, dinner table and table of power. We compete to prove we are one of the few who's, who is worthy to sit at the table. We compete among our tiny selves while a hidden other makes the table, grows and cooks the food, serves it while we sit around and gape at trivia. And this seems to be a universal turn-on. Well, I'm free of it lucky and privileged again, and it is also a choice. And again, the place that might be full of fear, of competitive angst, of envy, be honest, of aspirational striving to prove, to be affirmed, confirmed, and paid better than, in the place of all that, there is an indescribable thrill in engaging with others, in raising the barn with my community. And I confess I have to get better at dealing with the reactions this new energy seems to provoke from the fearful all around and never, never succumb to the fear of it. Be Elvis. So in 1381, there was a peasants' rebellion in England, news to everybody. A bunch of factors led to it. It was not the first nor the last, and it was brutally put down. Stories were written about the depravity and barbarity of the peasants still talked of with only ancient elitism, ancient Downton as evidence, while, of course, when the knights rode out and butchered, they were keeping the peace. There had been a series of plagues that wiped, 
wiped out the agricultural workforce and so raised the value of the survivors. They had bargaining power, which the aristocrats could not abide and struck back a la Draco, including the last straw, the abuse of peasant women. Parallels? Maybe. But I can't find anyone, Brit or Yank, with any knowledge of this great event in history. John Ball, a defrocked Catholic priest who pointed out there was no sanction of a ruling anointed class in the Bible, Adam digged and Eve span. Adam and Eve were workers. John was hung, drawn and quartered. Watt Tyler stabbed to death at Smithfield, London by an indignant knight for protesting, unionizing against the appalling conditions of peasant life all justifiable by the silly myth of elitism. America has not answered the call of mass murder, police killings, ridiculous inequality. Maybe she will respond to American women being demoted to carriers in the name of the man-god and have a real revolution, not just a changing of the hats. Or maybe we'll just do the same old, same old history and tradition. Yes, daddy, you must be right because you are daddy.